Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Asha. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm sleepy this morning. It is just dark and cold, and it's just, I it's know. just one of those, you know, it's just that's just how it is right now. But it's um, it's also sort of nice because it it feels exceedingly cozy in my house. That's good. Your house is cozy, legitimately. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the fire is on quite a lot these days. Yes. Yes. Well, that is actually the perfect unintended setup for our conversation today. We're going to be talking about restful holidays. And this topic has been uh, on my mind a lot. I believe you actually suggested this, but it's just perfect. Um, I honestly cannot decide if the pandemic changed me or if it simply made clear what is actually at my core, which is that I have been feeling as, you know, requests have been coming in and holiday plans have been ramping up and such that I just want deep rest and quiet during the holidays. I actually don't want to go anywhere. I'd rather have one-on-one or small group, like small, like eight people small mm-hmm. uh, type get togethers versus any kind of big holiday parties. I don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just, it could be me, just me, but I, it's an interesting question I've been asking myself about, you know, have I always been this way or have I been changed by what happened last year? Well, isn't that sort of profound? Because I feel like I mean, I I feel similarly in in some ways, you know, this notion that like has the pandemic revealed a deeper us, you know, and I think mm-hmm. I I think what I've come to, at least for me, is that it's a it's sort of a combination. You know what I mean? It's like on the one hand, I think we have been changed by these last couple of years of experiences for sure. I mean, this has been such an intense worldwide experience that we can't not be changed. But at the same time, I feel like so many of our habits got stripped away. So many things changed that it it has been this like moment of revelation. I I definitely feel it. And, you know, it's interesting how that relates to the holidays for me this year. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm coming into the season like with newly opened eyes. And I don't know, just for what uh what I really love, what doesn't really matter. I don't know. I feel 
much more clear about that. Maybe in a similar, that's similar to what you're saying. And I think the other thing for me that's so big is that this is the first holiday season where I have two kids coming home from college. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, we have been living an empty nest life since September. And so, you know, it's not that long, but, you know, the idea of them coming home is just so very exciting and I can't wait to see them. Of course, of course. Mm -hmm. I was actually thinking of you because over the Thanksgiving break, there was that excitement for, you know, the kids who can uh, just drive home are in Mm -hmm. colleges and driving distance and Laurel saw some friends from college who are now in college. And I thought, Oh, wow. You know, that's a it's different if you have to hop on a plane. And Mm. and so, yeah, that's that's really exciting. I'm so glad for you all to reunite. Yeah, very different. In fact, I did not see my kids over Thanksgiving because of it. So. um, So, yeah, this is definitely our holiday reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Thanksgiving, I'm actually glad that we are recording this not long after. I mean, the Thanksgiving break actually in reality was last week, but it feels like six months ago to me. (laughs) Me too. It really does. But the reason when we were prepping this episode, it was sort of great because I was reminded of some really wonderful ways to create a restful holiday atmosphere. And none of what I'm going to talk about today is complicated or expensive. And that's Mm -hmm. the best. Yes, yes, totally. I I thought about this actually during our Thanksgiving, too. And um you know, it's it's funny. My so my extended family got together for Thanksgiving. My 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 mom's in California, my extended family's in LA. So just that side of the family. And it was our first, you know, gathering all together since last summer. Um, I was so grateful for vaccines and at-home COVID tests. It was awesome. Anyway, what was so wonderful about it, besides the fact that we, I think, had this renewed appreciation for just being able to be together, was that it was so simple. Like, I mean, we're very low-key about the holiday anyway. I mean, like, you know, paper plates and the whole thing. But we did a couple things differently and it just cracked open these conversations we've never had before. And it really felt different. And we left Thanksgiving feeling renewed. So mm. I'm, I'm also excited to talk about it here. I just feel like, you know, this is a moment where parents, especially with everything that they are going through with school and, and vaccines for kids and everything else, I, this is a time where we need this rest, you know, mm-hmm. we need, we need to be together and and connected, but we also really need to just respect our body's need to just um, like lower the volume and lower the intensity on everything. Mm-hmm. And so I hope, yeah, I hope these tips really help folks. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, um, before we jump into our conversation, I just want to remind listeners that this is my second to last episode as co-host, which is sort of amazing. If, if I feel like this fall is just running away with us. Um, in episode 250, um, when we were talking about career pivots, I announced that I'm wrapping up as co-host. It's sort of part of a career pivot that I'm making, which is still very much taking form. It is not, <laughs> it is not a fully formed pivot. But um, I just wanted to remind you all of this change, and we'll talk more about it next week. And uh, we're going to reminisce about five, amazingly, five amazing years of doing five. Yeah, over five (laughs) years of doing this podcast together, what you can expect in 2022. Um, But till then, if you want to say hi or if you want to share your thoughts, you can visit us on Instagram. We're at Edit Your Life Show, or you can always email us at edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. Yeah, I sort of, I still, yeah, I can't believe 
this is the second to last one. And I yeah. can't believe we'll be recording the last one next week. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Think yeah. it, time is Wild. speeding, speeding by. And ah, so here we are. We're just we're Christine and I, you and I are just on this ride together. Yeah. Have been for years. We will continue to be on this ride together for years. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive in. I think it's appropriate. Uh, given you were just talking about us and this ride that we've been on, that uh, the first thing I want to mention that I just think is so crucial to just general (laughs) survival anytime, but especially during the holidays, is to really prioritize the relationships that fill your tank. Um, Obviously, we all know that holiday get-togethers are often accompanied by stress. If you've got challenging family relationships, I mean, that's just the reality. So I would recommend putting a date or two, if you have time, um, for some kind of relationship that really, really makes you feel good. This made me think back to episode 243, where I talked about, um, this like quick four-step relation exercise, relationship exercise that I had developed. I'll share the Instagram graphic, um, in our show notes again, but it was basically, you know, I had a point where, I was just feeling really low and I I had been feeling like a lot of relationships were very draining on me. And so I was like, okay, who do I feel connected and lighthearted with? You know, who shares my perspective about issues I care about, whose life is similar in scope with what what's happening with them for work and parenting, and you know, who actually importantly offers actual conversation versus one-way dumping. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and it was funny because when I shared that, that this was just kind of a little not throwaway, but it was like a little exercise I just did with myself. And when I shared it, people were like, oh my gosh, number four, you know, the one where you feel like you're just a listening post. I mean, a lot of people struggle with that. So mm-hmm. I just really deeply encourage you to just put one thing on the calendar, identify one person, put it on the calendar. If they don't live near you, schedule a little phone call or a video chat or something. It'll help a lot. Mm. Mm. You know, I I think that's uh, wonderful, and I think um, this is a this is actually a moment to uh, give some love to the old Zoom call video chat. I have to say, I have uh, as much as um, you know those of us who are stuck in interminable Zoom meetings are just tired of that whole modality. It has been a really wonderful thing for me to like have some of my personal phone calls turn into video calls. And see the faces of people that I just don't see very often. And that can be unbelievably renewing, re- like renewing when it's the right tank filling relationship, like you say. Um, so I think that's a, I think that's a wonderful idea. Yes. That's great. And I, I will add, Asha, as somebody who is interminably <laughs> in Zoom meetings all week long for work, it's totally different when it's a friend that you want to talk to. Yeah, it's totally different. That's what I mean. It's yeah. It's just a. You know, just to see their face while you talk, it's it's uh, it's uh, it sounds so dumb, but but it really is something special. And, you know, yeah, if you're having Zoom fatigue, be crazy. Switch it to Google Hangout. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I think that's a great place to start. Um, My tip sort of goes along with that in some ways. Um, And that is to schedule empty spaces. Um, One of our very actually one of my favorite episodes. One of our very first episodes was called Serendipity Space. And it was about a little tactic that we talked about in our book, Minimalist Parenting. And it was about mindfully reserving little 
open spots in your calendar so that you could take advantage of last minute opportunities or just rest. So, you know, there you basically schedule blanks in your calendar and then like, lo and behold, one of those blanks shows up and you look out the door and it there's a sun break outside. Oh, you can go for a walk. There's time. Or you could stop at the park or whatever. Or you can just do nothing. Um, or you can actually say yes when somebody says, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to get some coffee? Whatever. Um, the point is that during the holiday season, having these empty spaces already set aside, just it's almost like putting some rest in the bank for you. And I think it is one of the keys to just pacing yourself, you know, because the holidays can really feel like the sprint from, you know, December 1st all the way to the end. And so before the holiday season fills up, just throw a few little empty blocks of time into your calendar. It doesn't have to be a lot. Um, Try to figure out when there are particular pressure points in your day or in your week and, and consider one or two of those blocks. See if that helps. I think that is such great advice. And I, I want to, there's one like little nuance I want to underscore about it, which is that I think one reason empty space is so important, especially if you're somebody who is super scheduled and running from thing to thing is that just the calendaring and running thing to thing, it just takes up a ton of bandwidth. I know for me, since I have a lot of meetings through the week, I spend a fair amount of time feeling like checking my calendar, feeling somewhat anxious that I'm going to miss a meeting because I get sucked into something else. And it's very stressful. And actually this week I did miss a meeting because I, I literally had just, it was a simple situation. I went down to like meet the dog walker. I had five minutes before my meeting I was like, I'll put a cup of tea on. And then I was like, oh, while I put this cup of tea on, I'll read a couple pages of this book I'm really into. 20 minutes later, I realized I forgot to show up for my meeting. I had a Mm. complete panic. So that constant having a just I guess my point is having a break from that constant, like having to remember where you need to be. (laughs) Right. It's really, really important. Yeah. No, first of all, I'm so sorry that happened because that is just the worst feeling. Gosh, that is the worst feeling. And then the other thing is, the great thing about that is that if your if your days are highly scheduled, you can still rely on your calendar because that is your tool that helps you manage your life. And so you can still look at that calendar and say, oh, yeah, this is an empty space that I actually set aside for myself. This is meant to be here. And I realize that might go against the whole notion of, you know, spontaneity, but it's what you need. And if it if it helps reduce, you know, this is all about restful and rest, you know? And so I think that that's another real benefit to actually scheduling those, those, I mean, just throwing those blocks in there. So Mm -hmm. it's on, so it's on your list. Mm -hmm. Totally. All right. Well, we have a lot more to chat about. We will be back after a quick break. Are you like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids designed for kids ages six and up Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, 
critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Okay, friends, we are back. We are talking about restful holidays. I can't wait for mine. (laughs) Um, And I will start with uh, this section of the show with one of our listeners' favorite topics, which is food. Everyone loves food. Everyone loves recipes. And mine is pretty simple, and it is just to lean into those favorite comfort foods or favorite foods that you love to prepare and eat. And my point here is that over the Thanksgiving break, one of the things I was reminded of was how much I love cooking when I'm not jamming it in between meetings and running around to get people. one night, actually, it was the Friday, it was the day after Thanksgiving. I made like the ultimate comfort meal. It was two recipes from very old but wonderful cookbooks that I have. Um, one was a spinach lasagna and it had homemade tomato sauce. Like, when else am I going to make homemade tomato sauce? Not like during a regular day. Um, and like a cream sauce. It's it's an old cookbook by Nick Stellino, which I love. And also an insanely good cheesy garlic bread recipe from a book by Diane Ross and Worthington and mashed potatoes and salad. And it was so satisfying and wonderful. (laughs) And I just, the joy in just puttering around the kitchen when I was, I didn't have anything else to do that day except putter around. It was awesome. I bet it smelled so good. It smelled phenomenal. And it was the sort of thing where anytime somebody in the house was like, they either went upstairs or they went outside and came back in, they're like, oh my gosh, if you come back in in the house, if you leave and come back, it smells amazing. Oh, that's so fun. You know, uh, Nick Stellino, I haven't heard that name in years. So he wrote my mom's absolute favorite cookbook and I don't even, I haven't seen it for years. Yeah. Well, the one I have, it's it's called Mediterranean Flavors or something like that. That's the one. I think I literally got it from one of those. You remember BMG Music Club where it was like for a dollar, you can get a dozen CDs. Uh, there was a cookbook parallel to that, and uh, I literally for a dollar got a slew of cookbooks back I'm when gonna, I was in college or grad school or something, and that was one of them, and I still right, have gonna, it to this day. I'm going to look for that cookbook, and and it's, <laughs> sorry, but now we have to talk about BMG, the whatever music club. I think my, ours was called the club, <laughs> because I'm a child of the 80s. Of course I had, of course I did that. We all of did. Of course, everybody did it. Yeah. We got like records in, we got records in the mail. Vinyl records in the mail. But yes, (laughs) 
I switched to cassette tapes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Anyway, but back to Nick's Tolino. I'm going to look for that cookbook, Mediterranean Flavors. Okay. Yeah, I'll link it. I have a link. It's like probably a million dollars like on Amazon because yeah. it's so old, but it, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I happen to live near a magnificent used bookstore called Pal's Books. I might have to look for that. Yes. All right. Um, don't be jealous, everybody, just because I live in Portland, Oregon, near Powell's Books. It's, it's you know, what can I say? <laughs> it's such a great thing. Anyway. Okay. Um, my next tip. Actually, sort of related to food. It has to do with sitting around the dinner table. Um, and that is to spark new dinner table conversations. Um, so... Presumably, this restful holiday um, will be including many of your favorite and familiar people who you've talked to a lot already. So sometimes it's fun to have a new kind of conversation with your family, whether it's your nuclear family or just your friends who who are around. And so something special happened at our Thanksgiving this year, and that was that my niece, Montana, brought this book to our Thanksgiving gathering called, it was like 3,000 Questions About Me. It was a little journal that she picked up on some sale table at Barnes and Noble or something near her. And she sort of like whipped it out of her purse and said, I brought this, you know, I brought this book. I thought I would ask some questions around the table. It was just one of those little things. And it's, you know, this book was meant as a journal that somebody would, you know, fill in for themselves, but she used it as a conversation starters. And some of these questions were funny. Some were deep. Some were just simple, you know, favorite musician, who would you, you know, have dinner with if you could choose anyone, you know, but there were some that were definitely more creative than that. Um, And so she would have us like pick a number. She would flip to the number in the book and then read out the question. Whoever wanted to answer it would answer it. And it was so much fun. It was this really lightweight way to have good conversations. And um, I don't know, somehow it, It just wasn't the usual thing that we do, which somehow made it more restful. I don't I can't Mm -hmm. explain why, but it just was so I don't know. I think we got to know each other in ways, but not in ways that were like heavy handed. You know, (laughs) whenever something like that is up to me, I get all deep and like, let's have a significant conversation. And I mean, that's nice and everything. But geez, enough already. Right. This was so much more light. And we just had it. We just had a really great. We really had a great time. And a little bonus tip. I think another thing that adds a lot of restful feeling to things like that is to light some candles at the table, Mm, like some mm -hmm. cheap little tea lights, whatever you've got sitting around. It doesn't matter. I'm not talking about setting the table in some fancy way, but candlelight and changing the light in the room makes a difference. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I I love conversation starters. I know they they might feel like a little hokey when you're starting, but they always there's always like a laugh or something new you learn. And I, it's I think that's really great. fun. Yeah. 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 It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Well, speaking of sitting at the table, now I will do this by candlelight next time, but mm. I want to recommend that people play like old fashioned games over Thanksgiving. We broke out one of my family favorites that I think we acquired it last year. It is called long cow and utterly ridiculous card game. And <laughs> <laughs> it's it's literally the kind of game that is simple enough that, you know, little kids to adults can play it. And for some reason, for me, it is incredibly satisfying and I love it so much. <laughs> and um, actually, this reminds me that um, for my for 
Christmas on my Christmas list. One of the things I asked for was a family round of Ticket to Ride. I don't know if you have played that game, but um, oh, I've played it. Yeah, it's it's very involved. So I mean, I asked for it as a Christmas gift because it does involve that. You know, you need some time to sit down and like be strategic and all that stuff. But um, there's just it, there's something just so wonderfully slow and different about that vibe. So play games. Mm. Well, let me tell you, I, I mean, I'm married to a board game fanatic and we have an insane board game collection. You have but a lot of board games. Now I'm remembering yeah, the it's bookshelves actually, downstairs. Yeah, oh my gosh. it's actually a little alarming. People kind of come down there and say, do you play all these games? It's like, uh, <laughs> I mean, not all the time, but there are a lot of games. Let me just mention there is a particular set of games. I have a, I actually have a friend who is a game designer and she has created, uh, she actually has her own game design company called pink tiger games. And her games are all about connecting people and making them feel seen and heard. They're all about creating like lovely feelings and connections between the people who are playing. And she has kickstarted these games. So she self published them. She's amazing. And, um, one of her games is called Flatter Me, a compliment battle card game. Can you oh imagine a compliment Amazing. battle? She also has a game called Rabbit Rabbit, which is a game all about like silly and weird superstitions. And it's just um, I, I want to encourage people to sort of go beyond, you know, the monopolies and the unos of the world, even though they're very fun. There is a whole world of independent um, board games and card games out there that are just amazing. So I'm going to link up Amy's Pink Tiger games in our show notes. I really want to encourage you to check her out. Amazing stocking stuffers, amazing gifts for the holidays. So fun. Thank you for that. Yeah, really fun. Yeah, really fun. Um, it was actually really fun. One time I went uh, to visit my cousin in L.A. and I found one of Amy's games on the on the coffee table. And she said, she, my cousin said, check out this game. This game is so much fun. I'm like, I know the designer. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, okay. Play games around the table. Good idea. Another good idea. Spend time outside. Okay. So this is a, possibly an obvious tip, but during the holidays, I find that whenever the pressure is building, whether from just the tension of the people inside or boredom or just that feeling when you're inside too much and you just need a change of pace, just get yourself outside. And sometimes you need a reminder because the weather's not always the greatest. Um, although uh, my family's in California, and let me tell you, the weather was just fine outside. So we spent a lot of time outside. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be a hike. It doesn't have to be some big outing, um, although that's wonderful. But just, you know, a reminder to sort of throw your coat on, walk around in the neighborhood, look at some holiday lights or maybe, you know, drive to a festive part of town, wherever that is, get yourself outside and walking around on the sidewalks. It's just such a way to sort of quickly change the modality of whatever is happening mood wise. And I find that it um, it always makes our holiday times more restful together. Mm -hmm. Plus one. That's <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I know it's an obvious one, but it's good to remind yourself. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we have more to talk about. We'll be back after a quick break. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, 
a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. All right, friends, we're back and we are sort of mapping out a restful holiday. And it sure is sounding good, isn't it? I mean, like, I'm just so thinking good. about all these tips that we've been sharing. And I ah, just makes me feel a little more restful now. Um, OK, so um, my sort of last tip of the episode is to play music again. A lot of people play music around the holidays, so it's not that that's such an original tip, but I am mentioning it here because I had this really fascinating conversation with all of the nieces and nephews during Thanksgiving, and they were talking about how unbelievably um, healing and um, almost, uh, gosh, what is the word that I'm trying to say? Music basically got them through the hard times these last couple of years. They mm -hmm. would just listen to their Spotify playlists and that music just created uh, something protective around them that helped them get through their hard days. And so I just want to put that out there that music for some people, that's holiday music, but for some people it's any kind of music. Um, it just changes the atmosphere of your space. And um, I think it's a really good reminder to actually play it out loud in the house, because a lot of people at this point are playing music, you know, personally, they put in their earbuds and they walk around and listen to their music, which is great. But there's something about listening to music together or just having it on in the background. It's not uh, something you're listening to like a podcast or an audio book that you have to really focus on or learn about. Um, those things are great, too. But no, music is special. And I'm just mentioning it here in case anyone listening is like me and forgets to turn on music. I often forget to turn on music. It's like I haven't gotten used to the change in technology. I'm still sort of of the CD era and I forget about streaming. So I forget sometimes that I can turn music on, even though I don't have like music playing equipment sitting around. And so just try it sort of like candles. Music creates um, an atmosphere in the house that really can um, just make things more relaxed. 
Yeah, absolutely. I was going to insert a joke about your BMG records, but I'll I'll just stop. Um, <laughs> what? We sh- that's a perfect se- segue to like have a tangent again. I know, I know. Well, you uh. know, it's so interesting. I think about music a lot because mostly because I'm in a little bit of a. Here's the weird thing about music and me. So I was a music major. I was a music teacher. I was a former in a former life. I was a semi professional orchestral unionized player. And mm. yet as an adult, I rarely have music on and I don't mm. make music anymore. Every, almost everybody in my house, the rest of my family, they are responsible for the music making, the music playing. And so actually one of the things it's occurring to me, one of the things I asked for um, for Christmas was a custom Spotify playlist for when I'm mm-hmm. rolling around on my yoga tune-up ball. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Actually. Right. Like, cause I want to hear, I want to hear like what, somebody else would what kind of list somebody else would create for me so i'm glad you brought this up because it is it is such a game changer and actually over thanksgiving when i was puttering around my um kitchen making all the homemade things i did put on spotify and just you know some random channel and and listened and it was lovely but i just i i'm like that too i forget to put it on and it's so weird because music i mean it was classical music but it used to Mm -hmm. be such a huge part of my life well, that's really interesting. Well, it's funny. I was never a professional musician, but I um, I played, um, I was in the marching band. Like I was a, mu- a, a kid music player, you know, so I was one of those people who played music through high school. And, uh, and my kids are both musicians. My son's a music major, my daughter, I mean, and both of them are choral singers. And so I just love choral music because they introduced it to me. But I want to say something about Spotify playlists because it occurs to me that uh, one of the things I've learned about Spotify playlists is that it, it's like a language between young people. They share pot, you know, playlists. They they sort of like find new music that way. It's a whole way of you know gifting to each other is creating playlists for each other. I mean, we all remember mixtapes. Those of us who were part of the BMG oh, Music yes. Club, like we remember. But Spotify plays. Or, you know, that notion of playlists plays a different sort of role for at least my two adult children and a lot of people that I know. And that is a really great activity for the holidays is to create playlists for each other and swap them or, you know, talk about music that each of you is listening to or finding. That's It's a really interesting discovery engine. And that's a great activity for when people come back together of different ages. Mm-hmm. So. Something to think about. Yeah, totally. Hmm. totally. I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, I want to next recommend that part of a restful holiday can actually be doing something really simple and loving to tend to your nest, the place where you're spending all this time. As we all know, I find that sometimes the smallest actions are so incredibly satisfying there are a lot of things I just, I don't even see the problem. I, or I see it and I said, uh, maybe I'll take care of that later. And over Thanksgiving break, I, I dealt with one of those things, which was, um, finally cutting down all of the dead hosta stalks and clearing out all the dead leaves that we along our front walkway, we have a bunch of hosta plants. Mm -hmm. It took maybe 10 minutes. Um, but it was so satisfying and just felt like a little loving act to my home. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how those little things and, you know, you walk by them, you know, four times a day or two times yeah, a day. Totally. That, and you just it's like you don't it's such a tiny little 
almost like <clears throat> mosquito level annoyance. And yet once you take care of it, you're like, ah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a really great feeling. It's a really good idea. I have been feeling that myself. I've been I when I start getting sort of busy or mentally like my brain starts getting full of ideas or things, I start piling stuff up. So there's like a growing pile next to my bed of things that I need to put away. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not a big deal. I can put it away, but I just haven't. And it is that level of problem. Like I walk by it every morning I wake up, every night I go to bed and I see that pile and it just sort of bugs me. And that's my 10 minute thing that I need to do because it it makes it, it makes a difference. It does make such a huge difference. Right, right. And I think the key here, because, you know, we're talking about restful holidays is not to turn your 10 minute um, task into, you know, 70, 10 minute tasks, you know, like this is something for you to make yourself feel sort of really focus on what's going to make you feel better in your home. And, you know, stuff can wait, too. So there might be stuff that's sitting around that needs to get done, but doesn't need to get done right now. So, you know, I think what Christine's saying is to really identify those things that will really give you a boost. Yeah. And and the hosta stocks were your boost. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where you want to be like, after you finish in 10 minutes, you're like, ah, oh, that was so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then you like, yeah, sit down and and then I feel went good and had my coffee and it just felt mm-hmm. great. Like I felt like I did something and it was so satisfying. And mm-hmm. I wasn't even paying attention to the schedule, but it turned out that I did this thing before the last yard waste pickup of the year of the season. So I was like, yay. Oh, that is such a good feeling. Incredibly satisfying. Oh, that's so good. And hostas after like it gets down below freezing, that is not a fun job. Yeah. Cutting down hostas. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, this is good stuff. I am feeling more restful already. And I think we should jump to our next edits. What do you think? Yes. What is yours, Asha? Okay. Um, I was really excited about your board game idea, Christine. And so I'm going to encourage everybody for my next edit to identify a new uh, board game or card game to play with your family. I love it. I love it. I'm going to look at your friend's company, actually. Yeah, I'll link it up. Yeah, I'll link it up. What about you? Well, I know at the beginning of the show, I was talking about uh, tank filling relationships, but I would like everybody to think about one favorite tank filling activity for yourself to enjoy during the holidays. So, you know, this might be picking up an unfinished craft, like actually Vi and I both have some unfinished embroidery sets we're working on and we just kind of pick them up every now and then. It could be sitting with a book or a magazine, just something simple that you know will feel really, really good for you and um, and just do it. Mm unfinished craft i haven't thought about crafts in a long time oh my gosh yes <laughs> man i gotta look around i'm telling you geez okay so uh yeah that just sounds like a lot of fun all right um so i got so distracted because I, I suddenly started thinking about like do i have any unfinished crafts sitting around now i'm curious yeah take a look around <laughs> you never know we've got we've got cabinets full we got to get yeah <laughs> yeah yeah okay all right, friends. Um, well, we really hope that this has set you up for a restful holiday um, because you deserve it. And uh, and and we just hope that it's a wonderful one. So you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. 
And as ever, we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions. Chat with us on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. We'd also be grateful if you would drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about us. Thanks for listening. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.